Hello to all you beautiful earth angels, wherever and whenever you might be listening to this show across the entire globe. Today is Monday, June 8, 2020, and I'm your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I'm a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, certified angel therapy practitioner, and you are now listening to International Angels Network. We're a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics. And we are a live call-in show, so feel free to give us a call at 516-453-9162. That is 1-516-453-9162. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You'll see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we're live on air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me today. Um, you can get a free mini angel reading, some divine guidance, and hopefully bring clarity and peace of mind to your heart. So um, welcome, everyone. It's been quite an intense week this week. Uh, I live in the Hollywood Hills, and yesterday, uh, five minutes from where I live, there were 20,000 people gathering, um, peacefully protesting basically protesting uh, police violence uh, against particularly black people and protesting the murder of George Floyd. And, you know, there have been some, a lot of crazy things happening that were not peaceful, such as looting and violence and burning of police cars. But yesterday, at least, and in many places around the country, there were many, many peaceful, uh, harmony-filled events that were um one of my friends johnny five he lives down the street from me we live in beachwood canyon he he brought his video camera and was basically riding his bike through the protest and what he you know shared firsthand like just so many beautiful people probably 90 percent of them had masks on you know i don't know if they were socially distancing but the the thing is this is a crucial time in history to stand take a stand and unite for what you believe and there are some people who are trying to make this about a race war and it's not a race war maybe it is for some people but for i don't know most of the people who are saying this is about one love one human family and standing up for what is just and fair and not allowing this this these injustices to continue under our watch some people are saying, what's the point of all this? Why are they protesting? You know, it's been a week uh, or two, almost two weeks. of go- It's continuing into the second week of more protests. I personally was surprised to see 20,000 people in my neighborhood <laughs> um, yesterday. Um, and there are a lot of great things that the protesting has accomplished in the world so far. So I'm going to go through a few of those things. So within 10 days of sustained protests, we have Minneapolis, which is where the murder of George Floyd took place, banning the use of chokeholds. We have the charges that were upgraded against Officer Chauvin and his accomplices were arrested and charged. Dallas, Texas adopted a duty to intervene rule that requires officers to stop other officers 
who are engaging in in inappropriate use of force. New Jersey's Attorney General said that the state will update its use of force guidelines for the first time in two decades. In Maryland, a bipartisan group of state lawmakers announced a police reform work group. The Los Angeles City Council here introduced a motion to reduce LAPD's $1.8 billion operating budget, and they have allocated $150 million to put into disadvantaged neighborhoods. And when you think about it, a lot of um, problems come from these neighborhoods where they do not have a choice. You know, they have there, there's no economic opportunities or educational opportunities, there's no money, and they feel they don't have a choice and they join a gang for protection. And, that, and you know, most of the violence is block-on-block violence in these neighborhoods. And this needs to be stopped with education and fair opportunity and more role models for black youth of, you know, um, the believing that they can get a life and get a job and succeed and have a passion and be treated fairly and make money. Um, so that's another great thing that they're doing is uh, investing into education and social programs for empowerment. You know, if we have more empowerment in these disadvantaged communities, there'll be much less violence. The MBTA in Boston agrees to stop using public buses to transport police officers to protest. Police brutalities captured on cameras leads to a near immediate suspension and firing of officers in several cities, such as Buffalo and Fort Lauderdale. That's the other thing. You know, even if people don't feel, but basically everyone is aware now. You know, this murder and unjust treatment of black people has been happening for forever. And most people just were in denial. Many people were in denial and just weren't looking, would look the other way, not being aware of how often there was so much unfair, unfairness. And now that has changed. There's nobody who's not aware right now. You know how they say nobody doesn't like Sara Lee. It's a double, triple negative, whatever it is. Nobody is not aware of, of um, that potential. And so we're using these cameras on our cell phones and, and, um, calling people out, calling policemen out. There are many wonderful police officers who are who are here to protect and serve, and they do do the right thing, and they are just. And then there are some who are uh, not, as you guys have seen. We have monuments celebrating Confederates being removed, have been removed in Virginia, Alabama, and other states. The street, and I had actually one of my Facebook friends when I shared that, said, now they're removing our history. And I thought about that for a second. I'm like, wow, so what is it? Are they removing the history? No, they're, they're removing the celebration. You know, what were the Confederates fighting for? They were fighting for the right to have slaves. This is not something we need to be celebrating. So that's what it is in, in response to that, people who say we're removing our history. We, we're removing basically, you know, putting these generals on a pedestal who are who were <laughs> for the side that was for pro-slavery and because we are pro-unity and freedom and rights for all beings, no matter what color skin. The street in front of the White House has now been renamed Black Lives Matter Plaza. Military forces have begun to withdraw from D.C. 
Then there is all the other stuff that's kind of a little harder to measure directly, but the, one of the things that's happening is awareness. So difficult private and public conversations that are happening about race and privilege, it's happening on every podcast. It's happening in, you know, on Zoom meetings. It's happening between friends. This is in our faces, and this conversation needs to happen. The realization that, white, that some white people are coming to about racism and the role of policing in this country, like some of us white people have been oblivious to how serious it's been. Um, one of my Facebook friends, she's a beautiful singer. Her name's Cece White. She um, is African-American and was raised in Mississippi, I believe, and she, for the first time, shared the story of when she was little, like eight years old, she had a, a truck of white men come and attempt to run her over, and she fell down, like barely grazed by this truck and hit the ground and broke her wrist, and she was trembling, and light, but she... she um, laid there scared to make a move and they actually got out of the truck and were kicking her and and hurling racial slurs this is an eight-year-old girl imagine this that, that this happened and this is a really powerful singer she sings uh she has an album on spotify called soul kirtan she has a red turban and she's a really beautiful heart-centered you know singer and you would have never known she went through these kind of struggles as a child and so they're hurling racial slurs, and, they're, and she said she laid there and pretended she was dead, scared to even take a little breath for fear that they would, you know, um, try and kill her more. She wanted to pretend that she was actually dead. And she somehow survived and hobbled home, and, you know, but, and that, that obviously always stayed with her. How many people that are, we're, we're interacting with have been through horrific experiences like that? I hate to think it but I think it's more than we think you know um, so this looking within the self-reflection about what are my own viewpoints on this how am I being love how am I how am I racist where are these subtle areas where I'm racist looking within the internal battles exploding within organizations over uh, issues that have been simmering or being ignored for a long time and that's good news. Some, some of these organizations will end as a result, and others will be forever changed or replaced with something stronger and fairer. Hopefully this KKK will be eradicated very, very soon. So globally what's happened because of our protests is that, there, that we've had protests all over the world against racial inequality sparked by this police killing of George Floyd. There have been rallies and memorials held in cities all across Europe, as well as Mexico, Canada, Brazil, Australia, and New Zealand. And as the U.S. contends with its second week of protests, issues of racism and police brutality and oppression have been brought to light across the globe. People all over the world are understanding that their own fights for human rights, for equality and fairness will become much more difficult to win if we're going to lose America as a place where I have a dream is real and universal political program, says uh, Wolfgang Ersinger, a former German ambassador to the U.S. in an interview in the New Yorker magazine. Um, the U.S. Is, is basically, we're a leader and we are setting a precedent and um, we've got to have this, you know, fight for equal white rights, equality and fairness be 
be just the status quo. It must be that way. In France, protesters marched holding signs that said, I can't breathe, to signify both the words of Floyd and the last words of Adama Traore, the 24-year-old black man who was subdued by police officers and gasped the sentence before he died outside Paris in 2016. One little note on this um, chant, I can't breathe. Um, One of my friends is... uh, an addiction coach, and he's a specialist on the mind-body-spirit connection. His name is Ryan Riftparks. And he was sharing that he thinks it's not a great idea to actually have that be the, the mantra or the big slogan that everyone's saying is, I can't breathe, even though it was meant from a good intention that we're <clears throat> saying the words that, that George Floyd um, was saying as he was dying in those eight minutes as a tribute to him. What the brain is hearing in our own voice is a programming that we can't breathe. So there are better um, phrases to say, like one that I think is a good one is, um, we stand united, or something like, we stand united, we'll never be divided is a better one, I think. But there are, I mean, and, well, there are other ones, but just not I can't breathe. Because when you're saying the words I and you're saying it over and over again, it is actually programming your body and mind-body-spirit. <clears throat> Cities across Europe have come together after the death of George Floyd. Amsterdam estimated 10,000 people filled the Dam Square on Monday holding signs and shouting popular chants like Black Lives Matter and no justice, no peace. That was last Monday. In Germany, people gathered in multiple locations throughout Berlin to demand justice for Floyd and to fight against police brutality. A mural dedicated to Floyd was also spray-painted on a stretch of wall in Berlin that once divided the German capital during the Cold War. I, I actually was there. It used to be called Checkpoint Charlie, and they had this big Berlin wall. And... Um, when I went there, it was 1988 when I was studying abroad in Italy, in Rome, and we went to Berlin to see it, and now it's been taken down. But, um, yeah, change is slowly taking place across the world. In Ireland, protesters held a peaceful demonstration outside of Belfast City Hall. Others gathered outside of the U.S. Embassy in Dublin. In Italy, protesters gathered and marched with signs that said, stop killing black people, say his name, and we will not be silent. In Spain, people gathered to march and hold up signs throughout Barcelona, Barcelona and Madrid. In Athens, Greece, protesters took to the streets collectively, holding up signs that read, I can't breathe. In Russell's protesters had been sitting at a peaceful demonstration. Um, protesters were seen sitting at peaceful demonstrations in front of an opera house in the center of the city. In Denmark, protesters were heard chanting, no justice, no peace, throughout the streets of Copenhagen, while others gathered outside the U.S. Embassy. In Canada, protesters were grieving for also for Regis Korczynski Paquette, a 29-year-old black woman who died on Wednesday after falling from her balcony during a police investigation at her building. And in New Zealand, roughly 2,000 people marched into the U.S. Embassy in Auckland, chanting and carrying signs demanding justice. Memorials have been built for Floyd around the world, too. In Mexico City, portraits of him were hung outside the U.S. Embassy with roses, candles, and signs. In Poland, candles and flowers were laid out next to photos of Floyd outside the U.S. consulate. 
And in Syria, two artists created a mural depicting Floyd in the northwestern town of Binish on a wall destroyed by military planes before the assassination of George Floyd. Some of you were able to say whatever you wanted to say, and now there has been a shift and an awakening, and many people are being exposed, and, and it's not okay to say the same thing. So I've had a lot of people say all lives matter when they hear people chanting black lives matter. And the answer to that, you know, I think we all know, but, you know, I saw a meme where where they're operating on someone's heart, you know, doing a heart transplant. And then someone who's standing at the door with their hands on their hips going, my organs matter too. All organs matter. And it's kind of like that. We have a problem right now. We're focusing on that. It cannot continue. It's a 911 problem. And that's why we're focusing on Black Lives Matter. Of course, all lives matter. That's obvious. And um, especially right now in this time, we're shifting our attention to those who have been most unjustly treated. Um, Reading a statement from Black Lives Matter, we are not trying to start a race war. We're protesting to end it peacefully. All lives cannot matter until you include Black Lives You cannot say all lives matter when you do nothing to stop systemic racism and police brutality. You cannot say all lives matter when black people are dying and all you complain about is the looting. You cannot say all lives matter when you allow children to be caged, veterans to be homeless, and poor families to go hungry and lose their health insurance. Do all lives matter? Yes, but right now only black lives are being targeted, jailed, and killed en masse. So that's who we're focusing on, Black Lives Matter. So I understand that. I feel that. I feel the pain of my collective, my brothers and sisters. Of course, I'll never understand fully what it's like to be black in America or in the world and have so much racism and, and so much um, violence directed at me unjustly. But we are all standing together in honor of George Floyd and all black lives being important. So it's been a great time for not only seeing the problems of the world and the injustices of the world, but for me and many others, it's been very heightened, heavy energy. And I feel this desire to release everything that feels not aligned. You know, it's really a time for introspection and self-reflection. I started a detox with one of my coaching clients. Her, Her name's Aluna Lua. She's from Brazil. And I'm on day four, and I already lost six pounds. I don't know what has happened. There must be, I think there are these beautiful diamond light coats streaming into the planet right now. And this ascension is happening. And I've never, I've always struggled on every diet, and I'm just doing great. And this is basically fruits and vegetables and water and other stuff for 10 days. And I'm okay. Like, I don't feel like I'm craving pizza or even bacon and eggs or any of those things I used to love to eat. And I do feel like there is a possibility Shishi O'Donnell could go vegan, which I was always like, I can't go vegan, you guys. Don't understand. I'm blood type O. I'm starving. My body needs protein, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Something is happening. I am wanting to leave behind the denseness, and that includes cleaning. Like uh, my boyfriend and I helped me clean the garage and give away a bunch of stuff Saturday did that with my, you know, all my cabinets and all the food that's not supporting me because if you want to have a success with a diet or a change of life, you have to have your environment supporting you. As one of my friends says, you can't live in in Dunkin' Donuts and expect to lose weight. (laughs) 
if your environment doesn't support you, it won't happen. So this is about me um, reclaiming my sovereignty in every area, and it's also caused me to look at some hard areas like um, wounding in my life, like with my mom and different people. I started to go down a list of people that I felt that I couldn't speak my truth to um, or that I had some some conflicted feelings when I saw their phone call coming in and um, whether it's passive aggressive behavior or controlling behavior or this codependent thing, I'm, I'm wanting to clear everything up. And then also with debts or people who've loaned money or something, I want to clear every, I have this just overwhelming desire to get right. As they say in the church, get right with God. I just want everything to be clean and clear from my house to my garage, to my body to my soul, to all my relationships. So I want to make a suggestion to anyone who's open to it, which is if you have anyone in your life that you have awkward feelings about, to have those hard conversations. It might mean saying, I love you. I need some time right now. I'm going to take a separation. You know, I'm working on myself. Thank you. Or it may mean like these things don't feel right to me and, and bringing up those hard, you know, awkward things. Um, it is best if the person is willing to have those open and honest, truthful conversations. But we often live like there are things we cannot say. And actually, you know, pretending to have a relationship with someone and trying to keep the peace in the hopes that they don't get upset or mad, that's not a real relationship. That's not, um, you know, so you want to look at all those areas. I, um, I have a beautiful basically a writing from from a woman um, named Judith Cusell I wanted to share about the time um, that we're in right now that really resonated with me, and um, I thought it was very empowering, so I'd like to share it with all of you. It is ultimately freeing to release the past with love. All the roles that you've ever played when acting on the world stage All the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, all dramas, all that have ever personified into form in all aspects, your lower self and the ego that came with it. When a deep forgiveness of self comes, the letting go of all the shame, blame, guilt, and all the fears of whatever runs you. There's a sense of the shackles and the bonds finally coming off as you are free to rise and truly become one with your higher soul self, that mighty I am presence, the divine source, and all that is. Simultaneously, though, there needs to be a deep releasing of all the souls who have ever shared the world stage with you at any given moment in all past experiences, whether in this life or another, in all parallel lives and existences, as they too merely assumed a certain actor's role within a given moment. Let go of all misunderstandings, all misconceptions, all shame, blame, and victim mentality, all distortions, which energetically kept pulling you together to repeat those same old negative roles and the same old plays 
and assuming the same old personages, give them and thank them for acting out those roles and set them free and yourself free via true forgiveness and loving grace. With gratitude, for indeed they contribute to your soul in lessons of mastery. You may not even comprehend right now, but your soul knows. See how the stage is cleared. See how there's no need to repeat the dramas, the roles that have been played out. See how all is wide open as you are freed to seek a much higher way of life, living, and being. You do not need the masks of yesterday, not those you are assuming today, the personas you played out in those lifetimes and the current one. You have no need to act anymore. You are now finally freed to be your higher, true higher soul self, the true you, the soul you. And you're free to live with each breathing moment the purity of the soul as the divine created you and as the truth as that and as you in truth are. You have no need to hide your own brilliance. You're shining, you're wise, loving, and and you're fully empowered soul you. You now seek to rise higher in the higher fifth to seventh dimensional state where you seek purity and the higher soul expressions in ways that will be a constant unfolding of totally new and much higher vibrational frequency life. As you do so, you choose not to engage in the lower self, the lower vibrations, the low density of the 3D, the dramas of the 3D. You now choose to rise above it and you take on the role of the observer. You choose to not allow any attachments to anything and anyone of that vibration. You choose to surrender your whole new life and being to the divine source and, the, and the, walk the talk of a master who is not swayed by outside forces but is simply anchored in the mighty I am presence and living it with every breathing moment. Such is the immense opening gift of this time for those ready and willing to truly rise ever higher in vibrational frequency and shed the old like a snake sheds its skin, like a chick breaks free of its shell, to rise ever higher and higher into the new Adam Kadmon body, to embrace it with all of your soul, heart, mind, and being, the new life, the new, and much higher vibrational existences on planet Earth, which is already here. This is by Judith Cusell, K-U-S-E-L. You can follow her on Facebook. I thought that was so, so inspiring and, and perfect for this time. And I think with me wanting to detox and leave behind the heaviness and, and getting the special grace, it is the time of the ascension. We want to rise and release everything that feels dense and bad. How do we know it's not in alignment with our soul? It feels heavy. It feels dense. It feels yucky. It feels bad. When you get those yucky feelings, for lack of a better word, you know that feeling is like, ick, what is it that's causing that feeling? Look at it. Where are you not? Basically, whenever you feel that feeling, it's something that's a lie. Either it's a belief that you've been holding that's not the truth. Sometimes you can, you know, it's like I'm not good enough that you can trace it back to a thought like that. You have to prove yourself, and then you just feel this gross feeling of like, oh, my God, 
when you take away all this need to prove anything or roles to fulfill or anything and just you get to be and um, love and shine and, you know, I think even though it has been a very challenging time for many, the gift of this quarantine, and it's been 40 days and 40 nights of, for the most part, uh, we're now coming out of this liberated with the opportunity and potential to be liberated, truly sovereign beings, to have left behind all that old programming. We had a break from that crazy programming, many of us, except for the essential workers, but of having to go to work nine to five. Not that I have been, but a lot of people <laughs> got a much needed break, and I did too, um, from part of what I realized is not really going too many places saves a lot of time and money <laughs> and energy. Um, so we had a chance to reset and go within and breathe and connect. And um, and this is our time. We are ascending. This is the birth of the new earth. You know, the, when a woman is giving birth, it's not all pretty. There are some very challenging times during the birthing process for most women. And it could be very painful and ugly and challenging. And then a new life is born and born into the world. So we're going through the birthing pains and we are coming out new. Those of us who are willing to look at what is not in alignment, what is not authentically true to ourselves. Where have we been lying to ourselves as you know, personally and in the world, pretending systems work that just don't work. You know, this is what's all coming to the forefront now. This does not work anymore. And in fact, it's very wrong regarding the police brutality. Um, and this 40-hour work week and people working like slaves to pay their bills. And this, this incredible, insane hamster wheel that people have been on, proving, doing, just, you know, fighting to survive. We are better than this as a human species, and we're rising above now to our truly sovereign uh, nature of taking back our power. (sighs) So we're going to be taking some calls shortly. I invite you to listen to International Angels Network, where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and much more. We also take your calls for angel messages live on the air. If you're not able to join us live, you can catch the archived podcasts on Apple Music, Pinterest, Potable, Player FM, CastBox, Podtail, Podchaser, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. And you'll also find us on YouTube Live. If you want to uh, subscribe, you can be entered into a drawing for free gifts. Just go to YouTube and search International Angels Network. International Angels Network has online certification courses in different metaphysical modalities. To learn more, please visit internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash certifications. So give us a ring at 516-453-9162. Make sure that you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad, and you will be in the queue for a free mini reading. So all right, we're going to take our first reading now. We have Amla from Connecticut. Are you there, Alma? Hello. Hello. Hi, Alma. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I recognize your name. It's quite a unique name. How's uh, what's happening? Okay. So I just have a, I have a follow-up question, kind of. Um, there's this guy that I'm interested in. I think I talked to you very recently. I think last week. Um, and. 
just was wondering what you sense and feel for him because um, he's very inconsistent, and I don't know. Do you think this is going to last with him? Is it just a phase, or is it something I should be aware of? His weird so I don't know. It's very inconsistent. The question is, do I think it's going to last, or is it just a short-term kind of thing? Yeah. Well, if it's going to last, it has to be both of you. Right. Is he, Is he? I mean, I got the card, the bard, which is like, you know, in the olden days, they would run around from time to time. They're kind of a player, I would say, you know, music, poetry, and, you know, storytelling. Like, it yeah. feels like he's not necessarily one to settle down. Like, he, his affections, I think, are... Um, genuine when they're in that moment but he's more of a kind of go go with the flow kind of person okay and you're wanting someone who wants to commit to you right yes and so uh right now it doesn't feel necessarily like right now is the timing when like the commitment that you're wanting is going to happen so yes. to really accept accept him exactly as he is and exactly as he's not, so you're not torturing yourself. This isn't about you or really him. He's not a bad person. He's just committed to his freedom right now. Um, but it doesn't lessen, like, his affections for you. I don't think he's fake about that. You know, I don't think that what you've experienced up until now has been fake. But I do think he is a little bit, like, flighty. You know, like, he'll have his attention yes. on you for a minute, and then yes. he gets his attention somewhere else. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I pulled the card, the wounded human ego. So this is really what part of what he is for you is a gift playing a role that's helping you to see your unconscious beliefs about yourself, relationships, and life uh, to, to help you release the woundedness within you so that you can make way for real love. So right now you've been kind of skirting this line between being excited when you get attention, and then when there's no attention, you're depressed. That's basically a huge red flag. Is that it? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's what that is, is that you are getting love from outside yourself, which can never fully fulfill you because people always let you down in life, just the bottom line. And that's so boring. when you're that, you know, spun out by one person's kind of, who's already a flighty person, so they're not going to be count honorable in the first place. But when you are that connected to their every text and every complimentary thing and you're getting your life force from that and your happiness and then it's pulled away, that, that's an example of, I mean, what the angels want me to tell you is that this is designed, he is a gift. Like we talked about, I don't know if you heard earlier, but this yes. is a time to release all the shadow parts of ourselves that are holding us back. And this is a shadow side of you that is believing that you need love outside yourself to be happy and fulfilled. And so that same happiness that his little nice text send you where you're like flying high off this, uh, you know, juice of adrenaline for a little while, like, oh, my God, he likes me. Oh, he hasn't texted me back. He doesn't like me. And this whole up and down thing, you know, yeah. it's normal. It's it's a little bit – and I'm not trying to be um, – what's the word – like, I'm not trying to offend you, but it's a bit of a sixth-grade mentality of, like, the girl who's like, he likes me. Oh, my God, he doesn't like me. He likes me. He doesn't like me. And you're, you're a grown-up. Yeah. So it's time to heal yeah. your inner teenage girl who really never got – it's like she has this dream of being loved fully, and it feels like this has not been fulfilled for you. And part of this 
it, it's a bit of a magical thinking, immature way of looking at love. Like when I have love, then I'll be truly happy. This isn't really true, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and so, it's actually. Yeah, go ahead, please. Please go ahead. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. It's not about criticizing you, but it is an opportunity to grow up now and to ascend and to let go of these false beliefs. And basically what it is is projecting a fantasy. You know, he has a lot of character flaws in addition to a lot of his good sides. He's got a lot of charming, cool things, but he's got, you know, total pain in the ass side too. So there is no if you were if he were if he were to commit to you, then you'd be truly happy. I assure you, you would be miserable. If he were, unless he really is at that point where he really is getting ready to commit, and I don't see that like right now. So, um, you know, the best thing to do is just to disengage and to send his heart love and to cut cords of attachment while you keep the love cord. The love cords of unconditional love never be cut, but the cords of attachment are what are causing you the suffering of like hinging on his every text, right? Or responses or not responses. And so you don't want to have that suffering, right? Right. Right. I'm actually, you know what, I'm learning a lot. I, some of the, some of the reading that you just gave is, is based, some of the past. And I know mm-hmm. now with the boundaries that I'm putting up, that's definitely having an adult relationship with anybody. And I, I, I it's really awesome that I, once I feel the red flag, I'm like putting up really healthy boundaries for myself. Like, no, you can't do that. No. You know, mm, and it's you. not, and I, it's all how you say it, right? It's not, it's not, you don't have to be rude about it, which I'm not. Right. But I do tell them, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't do that before. Yeah. Well, that's a lot so of good. Gifts. So you're, you're evolving and growing. Yes. Yeah. So I'm do proud you, of you. And uh, take this time to yeah. strengthen your self-love game beyond where you're filling up your own cup. Your inner child is getting so much love from you and compliments and just like a total appreciation and unconditional love and unconditional acceptance and truly mad- madly, deeply, deep, deep, deep acceptance of all parts of you and just, you know, like so much yummy goodness that yeah. there's, there, there's no need for it outside you, but of course you will magnetize it. As soon as you have that cup filled up, everyone will be gravitating toward you. And someone, yeah. you know, I feel there is someone who is more marriage-minded and commitment-minded that would be a better choice. You know, although this guy's done a great job of highlighting your, um, highlighting what you need to work on to be available for a true committed relationship. Yeah. You have another question? Yeah. Yeah, do you have a do you have a sense or feel of when this other person might be coming in? Just some curious. Cuz I am doing a lot of self-love like you said and I'm doing the work. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. much yeah. Um when is he coming in? Well, you first have to cut cords daily with this other guy. Okay. Otherwise there's no room. Well, uh, there's no room yep. for new relationship. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say it's possible to have a, a new, like a, a, a beautiful relationship in the fall, maybe September, November. Okay. okay. September, October, November. Okay. That's what I feel. Okay. So keep up the good work with all your realizations and healthy boundary setting and self-love. And yes, we'll, we'll hold space for you to attract someone who's on the same page and really is worthy of your love and commitment. Absolutely. We all deserve that. Every being deserves that. Every being. I wholeheartedly know yeah. that. Yeah. So um, hashtag Black Lives Matter. I, I pray for the world and I pray for them and, and uh, 
God bless you. Thank you for your gift. Beautiful. Oh, thank you, love. Thanks for calling in, and many blessings. Have a great rest of your evening. You too. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. So we have Michelle from North Carolina. Are you there, Michelle? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. You're yes, welcome. Hello. Can I help you? Yes. I wonder if you could give me a little clarity on some mm-hmm. uh, family relationships and okay. what I should be doing. Um, I'm noticing that people have pulled away from me, um, mm. and I'm wondering um, if they're not telling me that they don't want to be in a relationship. It's like it's a one-sided thing. Where am I? The mm-hmm. one that's contacting, and I'm wondering what should I do? Should I just go ahead and let it be, or because mm-hmm. I've already had some hard conversations, like you said earlier, and they said it's mm-hmm. something to do with them, but I'm kind of getting tired of kind of, you know, not healthy. So I'm just trying mm-hmm. to get some kind of permission to say this is the right thing to do because I don't want to regret it down the road. Yeah. I get it. You know, I feel you are evolving, and when things, it's kind of like like attracts like, and you're moving out of what was your circle, and the card I got is movement, and then um, the second card I got is the wasp, which is anger, retaliation, jealousy. It's sort of like there is a bit of a low vibe kind of agreement among certain people in your immediate or in your family and this is the drama we need to leave behind right now. So um, I think if you can um, not, I know it's very hard to not take it personally and feel like, you know, they're rejecting you and you're doing something wrong, but I feel it's not as much about you as it is about them and where you're headed with your vibration. If there are incompletions, like you said, you've been having some of those hard conversations where you can take responsibility for anything that you have done and apologize, and be fully unattached to needing reciprocal love or needing to be in a relationship, that would be awesome. And if you've already done that and they're not responding, I feel they're, you know, you're, you have a spiritual family. You know, I do think at some point you will be more reunited with your family and heal some of those things later on, a little later down the line. But it's important for you to move on from where you are. And then the third card I got is wealth. So it's sort of like if you can take the risk, the the risk, like the baby bird out of the nest and get to your next level, there is money and kind of like success waiting for you. Oh, wow. That's great. This says movement. This marker reminds you that all things change as a part of the cycle of life. This may portend a physical move or it heralds a release from restriction and waiting. Rejoice for changes in the air and new things are about to enter your world. This puts you on notice that it's time to broaden your horizons as you move forward on your path. You may travel to new and foreign places, both physically and inwardly. It's, it's a fortunate and timely time to do so. Nothing is ever meant to be static in the ways of living in the living mystery. Movement brings challenges that must not be resisted, for progress can only be made by letting go of what was and welcoming what is and what is yet to come. This marker is an omen for change for the better. So does that make sense to you that really it's your higher self telling you, you know, it's time for a change it up, letting go of everything that's in the past that doesn't feel in alignment. 
It doesn't mean the heart-centered love won't be there, but cutting cords with people who have been causing drama is a great idea, you know. How does that feel okay, to you? Okay, yes. That feels wonderful, and it's kind of felt like what I was supposed to do because it's like something mm-hmm. is blocking my success, and maybe I think this might be it, holding on to yeah. it. And you just kind of confirm. You know, I just didn't want yeah. to be mean-spirited, mean-hearted, but I, I know yeah, that I have to make a decision. I'm... Yeah, yeah. And that's what that wasp card is. It says anger, retaliation, jealousy. And they um, there's this old adage about the crabs trying to get out of the crab crab pot when they're being boiled. The crabs will pull the other crab back in. Um, and so does that make sense to you, like what, how that relates to you and your family? It's like they want you to come down to their level, not because they're mean, but just because they're not aware. So and yeah, I just felt like so, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just felt like someone was stirring things up unnecessarily. Yeah. It was like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. That's drama yeah. and trauma, and it's um, it's generational, and it's, it's you know, this, you know, traumatic experiences in this lifetime, and it is, it's, it's sort of like you don't need to engage. If people are not at a higher vibrational level, they are going to, you know, bring you down. And so you're going to hold unconditional love for their higher selves in your heart. You're not hating them. And you're not going to go to the wounded ego interpretation that they don't love you and they're rejecting you and what are you doing wrong. You know, you can have some good internal self-reflection on what you're responsible for, but that's not about feeling guilty and feeling bad that you're doing things wrong. You know what I'm saying? We can tend to go that way. So, but I do feel like it's the universe pushing you to expand, and I do think that ha- that having your own freedom away from definitions of other people who might have known you in the past of telling you who you are, because you're different now. You're evolving, and you're moving up into a new thing. You're, you're not the person you were anymore. So it would be great to be in a new community of people who you reinvent yourself with. They don't know you, and I see you with a group of new friends, you know, new experiences and new work. So the wealth card is, this is the marker of abundance and success, and it is the achievement of a goal. It can refer to real riches and tangible results, such as money or possessions, but it can also pretend a time of emotional satisfaction. It's always a reminder that all things can be attained. Know that wealth includes sharing, for this card is also a reminder to give something away to help another, be it money and time or anything of value. Sharing will always ensure the flow of wealth. This marker is a very fortunate omen. So it's time to get your faith. And do you have plans to, you know, look, you know, now that things are going to be opening up soon, do you have plans for, like, trying something new, uh, you know, applying for new work? Or what have you been thinking about doing? Uh, yes, applying for new work and starting a business. But uh, I think that the work, and that's an area that's been, you know, I would say challenging for me. So, yeah. And thinking about, yeah. So, so I, I can yeah. see you doing two things. One is a part time, regular job that gives you a cushion and a feeling of you have a certain amount of money coming in. And then I see you doing some you know, your own business that is bringing in more money. And then as that takes off, you have, uh, you can leave the other job. But I do think you are meant to be an yeah. entrepreneur. Uh, thank you very much. And thank and you for your gift. Uh, okay. Well, thank okay. you for your call. Have a great night. Bye. 
Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. So we have Lisa from Arizona. Are you there, Lisa? Hi. 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 How are you? Um, okay. How are you guys? I'm great. I can speak for myself. Yay. I'm sure. Cla- and Claudia is great. I talked to her earlier. <laughs> so what can I do for you tonight? Do you have a question or a certain um, area you want to focus on? Excuse me. My home life. It's very Your own life. Uh, great. Chaotic. <laughs> Please. So your question is? Well, <clears throat> I live with one other, a significant other. Um, do you see him trying to make amends? Okay. So you were with a significant other and you're not with him now, but you're wanting, you're, you're wondering if he's going to make amends. So is, uh, we're, whether we're actually amends or not, still, we're still together. Just, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, what I feel that that was was a breakdown of um, <sighs> when people are triggered from childhood wounds, they do do things and say things they don't mean. And so the cards I got are trust and the novice. Innocence, beginner, ignorance, uh, new skill without practice, and unstable curiosity. So he's like a young soul and he doesn't have very high emotional intelligence. Right. And he said things he didn't mean basically. And I do think he is going to realize he's wrong and make amends. And I do think that there is more time on this relationship needed. However, this experience is a opportunity for you. And then the other card I got is the lady of the lake to experience, to, um, Get in touch with your absolute truth, courage, self-respect, and responsibility. So certain disrespectful things cannot be allowed to continue. But if you come at it from a mindy perspective of you're wrong, you're terrible, like I will not tolerate this, that, that's not heart-centered, so it's not going to have a good reaction in him, right? I know there, that's right. already been happening a little bit. But um, and that's very human. Don't don't make yourself wrong. But we want to trust that he is gonna connect. That he can become the man he's capable of being. Right? Can you have okay. faith that he can release some of his own wounds and get and and really step it up? And the more you see him in your mind's eye as a beautiful, wonderful man that's making the right choices, even though you're getting a lot of evidence to the contrary the more his heart's going to melt and he's going to remember, oh, heart-centered, yeah, boy, have I been a jerk, right? And I can see him having that realization. Now, has this happened many times or is this, like, have you had a lot of situations like this? I don't know. I'm in the middle of this and it's just uh, an energy that's so chaotic for me. I don't know that he feels I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've it's been a talking hard time for the human race right now. Everyone's feeling. By the way, this is um, Venus retrograde, which is really challenging for all relationships. I think it lasts till June 13th. So what it's about is all the darkness and the underbelly issues of wounds and yucky stuff comes to the surface, and you can either choose to stand your ground and stand in unconditional love, or many people, many people, and believe me, I'm doing a lot of readings 
are getting divorced or breaking up or this or that. <clears throat> so it's, it is your choice. The card on trust says, do you have issues with faith? Do you have ex- expectations of betrayal? Do you trust the mystery? Do you insist on mapping each tiny detail of your life, believing yourself to be the center of the universe? This marker reminds you that trust is required to move forward on your path. Belief and trust in a higher power is about having faith that the outcome will be what it is, what it should be, no matter what it is. It's timely for you yeah. to place your trust in the divine, in your angels, and the knowing that there is a divine plan for all. This marker also asks you to remember that humankind is imperfect, and even if you place your trust in another, there is potential for this trust to be broken. This means that you need to be discerning and not trust blindly. Be mindful of who and what you place your trust in. Is this person, thing, or situation worthy? And in a relationship between you and and, um, Father, Mother, God, and the divine living planet, there's a sacred relationship where trust is never broken. Only you can break it by forgetting who you are, a spirit in temporary human form. Remember who you are. And so regarding that, when you think of him, do you feel he's worthy of your trust ultimately? Regarding that, when I think that... So do you feel like your trust is warranted that to believe in the man he's capable of being and put your faith and trust in that versus his character flaws, putting your attention and focus on his character flaws? Oh, I have to think about it, yeah. <laughs> I know it's a tricky one because you've seen a lot of evidence to the contrary, right? Um, hmm. But have you spoken your truth? Because that other card is absolute truth, oh, courage, God, self-respect, responsibility. No, but are you no, doing no, it from a place of making of making him wrong from the mind, or are you in your heart center as you say, "Darling, listen to me. This hurts yeah. my heart. I can't. I love you, but I can't. I cannot have these things happening and still feel good in my life." Yeah. It, are you probably saying it from a place of being upset, you know, which is your inner child being triggered and feeling abandoned and feeling wounded? So, if you truly want to heal it. It can be healed, I feel. It's going to take, you know, okay. humility, but authenticity, but not just speaking your truth. Like, you can't do this, you know, and I'm not saying you did that, but I'm saying a lot of people think speaking their truth is just like nailing someone to the cross. No. <laughs> this is, right. you know, putting your hand on your heart, breathing, feeling his in- wounded inner child, extending compassion. I'm not saying be abused, no, but, you know, right. um, be strong. You're not, I feel you're very strong and you can't really be, um, you've been a little taken off your center recently, but ultimately you, you're very much a warrior. That's what I feel. And a warrior can yeah. withstand some, some of this illusion of darkness that's, that's showing itself to you. Because right. I think in his heart, he is a good man and I do think he loves you, but he's made some yeah. mistakes and been identifying yeah. with his ego. Yeah, okay. I would say this is worth well, fighting you. for, love. Thank you You're so, so, so very much. Thank you. Thank okay. you. My pleasure. Thank okay. you for your call. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night. So it's really a time for everyone to be very gentle with themselves and um, with each other, leaving room for humans to be human and have mistakes and to be triggered. We have a whole planet that's triggered right now a wounded collective trauma coming up to be transmuted and released and healed. 
And it takes a lot of patience right now to be in relationships with romantic partners, with family members. It really takes a heart-centered ability to, instead of reacting with fight or flight when we're triggered, to respond from the heart. So I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. I'm Shishi O'Donnell, and I love empowering people through my one-on-one Divine Life Coaching Program. If you're going through a transition in life, whether with work or relationships or any other area, please contact me for a complimentary 30-minute coaching discovery call where I can offer solutions and support to help you to live a life that you love that's in alignment with your soul. You can text 323-251-1955. That's 323-251-1955 to set up that complimentary coaching discovery call. I also love helping people connect with their angels and guides and get peace of mind through my angel readings. For info on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit uh, my website, angelshishi.com. That's angelshishi.com. You can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram as angelshishi, same thing, S-H-E-S-H-E. I'm on Facebook, Shishi O'Donnell. It's capital S-H-E hyphen S-H-E O'Donnell. And my Facebook business page is Divine Guidance Readings with Angel Shishi. And if you appreciate my work here, would like to support through a love donation, you can do so at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash she, she, S-H-E, S-H-E. So um, I would love to invite all of you who are listening to join me on a free weekly online angel circle, which is on Zoom. And I've been doing it for the past couple months, every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time so that we can reach people on the East Coast and the West Coast. Um, please send me uh, a text at 323-251-1955 for a link to that Zoom meeting. And I look forward to seeing you on the Angel Circle. (coughs) Have a great week, everyone. Many blessings.